Welcome to the Courageous Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Carolyn Zanetti. Each episode, we meet thought leaders, game changers, and entrepreneurs sharing their mindset, skill set, and habits so you too can lead with courage and bring your vision to life. I'd love to invite you to join our Courageous Leaders Summit Facebook group. It is value-packed with incredible live interviews so you can ask questions, and we have monthly online events for deep heart and soul connections and lots of fun. Enjoy the podcast and see you online. Thank you so much for joining us, Courageous Leaders, day four of our online summit. And I have been waiting for this interview the whole time. I'm so excited. My beautiful friend, Rosie, has a colourful background. She is a successful entrepreneur, but not in the original sense. She um teaches nude yoga workshops globally all over Australia. She founded the Yoni Pleasure Palace. She has all kinds of sex toys and all that for uh, women and and we'll get more into that later. But um, she helps women fall in love with themselves, like to be confident in their own skin, to let go of the shame and perfection stories that we thought we needed to be. Um, we're going to talk about having more pleasure uh, increasing our intimacy and connection in relationships and with ourselves. Um, orgasms, pleasure, fun, the re- all of it. So thank you so much for joining us, Rosie. Super excited to share your magic and wisdom with our tribe. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Kaz. I'm so excited, babe. <laughs> Yay. Um, so first of all, I'd love to know what makes you feel alive? Oh, you know what? The ocean this morning, it must have been like what well, felt like 10 degrees. It probably wasn't. Um, but getting in a really cold ocean, even when it, the sun's not out, like it's just so invigorating. And even more so if it's raining and you get in the ocean at the same time, that makes me feel mm-hmm. really alive. Yep. I'm a water girl too. Yeah. Love. Um, so. I like to start with our call to courage because you're some rock star entrepreneur helping women, especially all over the world. Um, And what were some of the pivotal moments on your journey that led to this um, call to courage to, you know, be able to be in this incredible position where you're impacting so many people? Mm. You know, the first thing that comes to mind is a moment on my lounge room floor and I was a mess. I was crying. I was just, I was so lost in my life. I was living in Sydney. I was 24, I think. And I knew like in my heart, I knew I had so much more to offer the world. I was working in this crazy corporate job, like long hours. I was in this awful toxic relationship with a man like who literally, he was my boss at the time. He wouldn't let me have a night alone. Um, to be on my own and I remember and I just didn't know what I wanted to do with my life and I remember my best friend at the time was like holding me on the ground and she just said Rosie if you could do anything with your life what would you do and it was the first time anyone had ever asked that and she said if you had no fear she put that part in it like if you had no fear what would you do with your life and like no filter the first time in my entire life that I'd even owned and and even acknowledged that I wanted to delve into the world of sexuality 
was in that moment, I said, I want to be a sex therapist. And she was like, okay, like, let's move towards that. And like, literally, Kaz, every step I've taken since that moment on my lounge room floor in like 2012, I, I have moved towards, even though I'm not an official sex therapist now, I'm a sexuality coach, mm-hmm. um, amongst lots of other things, I'm exactly where I want to be. And yeah, I'm actually really grateful for that. Absolutely. And I would say it's it's perfect. You are colourful and all areas. You're not just have a job in a little box. Mm. You, you literally have been able to do so many amazing things. Can't wait to share that. But yeah, I think like right now, listen to what Rosie said. Like if you are a little bit uncertain with what to do that fuels you, ask yourself these questions. If I could do anything in the world, like if you had a million dollars in the bank, we didn't have to do it to make the million dollars, what would you actually want to do? And go do that. That's where you do what makes you feel alive. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And you might not even end up doing or being whatever you said you wanted to be, but moving in that direction will actually take you on the path that you need to go. Like, I ended up quitting my corporate job and flying was very eat, pray, love with me. I flew to Mm -hmm. India. I became a yoga teacher. Then I kind of came back and got back into some corporate work. And then I went back over to Bali and I became a Kundalini yoga teacher, which helped me activate my, my sexual essence. Like I had a, it's very cliche. I know, but like, yeah, like a psychosexual spiritual awakening in Bali and that's you know from yoga and then it was kind of from that path like I always say to people in my in my sessions follow the crumbs like you're not going to just click your fingers and be exactly what you want to be but follow those little like clues and hints from the universe and you will be exactly I'm exactly where I need to be and where I want to be in my life right now but it took me going on that path of like yoga and meditation and like so many different deviations and yeah, it'll take you exactly where you need to be. I love it. And so how did the nude yoga come to come into it? Was it like, you know, the body image, self-acceptance? Yeah. Well, so I'd, so on my path to try and become a, a sex therapist, I got into a university degree in sexology in Perth. So I'm originally from Queensland mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, yep, this is my mission. This is what I'm doing. So I, I drove all the way from Brisbane to Perth, which is like, I don't know, three or 4,000 kilometers with everything I owned in my car. I quit my, you know, ended my life over there and I was like starting anew and I got here and I went to one class and I didn't like, I didn't want to do it. Um, I just, everything, my body was like, no, but you know what? I'd actually moved into this beach shack in Perth and I'd actually visualized that I use a lot of manifestation methods and kind of like visualization. And I'd meditated on, okay, I want a beach shack. I want a really big room. I want space to hold sessions and I want it to be a really open-minded space. And so I moved in and no joke, this, this guy, this friend of mine who I moved in with, I didn't know him moved in with him he was not only into tantra but he was a nudist like essentially mm. like just super comfortable with his body and he said to me one day he was like Rosie if you want to you know start to get naked when I'm not here and just see how it feels to like engage in a bit of naturist activities in the privacy of your own home go for it 
And so I started to just like when he was out of the house, I'd just roll my yoga mat outside and, you know, do a naked yoga practice under the sun. And it was just so invigorating. It. it was just beautiful. And one day when I was meditating out there, I just had this super crystal clear message come through saying, you need to teach this for women um, and you need to do it soon. You need to start teaching workshops. Mm. And I'd re but what happened when I was sort of sitting there naked outside on my yoga mat was it wasn't, you know, this glistening moment. It was actually like tears and it was looking at my body and being like, oh my God, you're so fat. Like I would grab my belly and my legs. I didn't like the way my legs were shaped and I didn't like scars on my legs and just, I couldn't believe like getting naked actually highlighted how much I didn't That's like crazy. my body. Yeah. And yet when we're clothed all day long, we don't really like, yes, we think about it, but when you're naked, you, you see it, you feel it. You're like, Whoa, this is, you know, there's, there's definitely like criticism, but then there's this like, Whoa, what's on the other side of that? And I started to just keep on showing up like every day, do my naked yoga practice outside. And when I started to be become more accepting and I'm all about self-acceptance, you know, there's this whole self-love like kind of buzzword going on and it's for self-acceptance is key to so many like acceptance that you can't change things like just fully surrender and right like be it's with a step before self-love. If you can't yeah. self love you can't love yourself unless you've fully accepted yourself that's like accepted if one boob's bigger than the other accepted if you've got big nipples or small nipples accept your roles accept your stretch marks like it's self acceptance and self love isn't like this pretty experience sometimes it's like literally being naked sobbing and like just holding your body in that moment and then i spoke to uh, a yoga studio in Perth and I literally launched it the next week and every single workshop since that day has sold out it's been like fully booked fully yeah. booked like every single one what's that for six years now um there's never been a workshop where I haven't had nearly 15 to 20 women I love that I love that and you know you create and the world you know yeah yeah they'll come to you but it's because you're doing something that's fully empowering people you know to truly like we said love and accept our bodies and change you know I feel even like as we're getting older you know we're getting more wrinkles you know maybe we're not as fit as we used to be and it's like you look back at old photos you're like fuck I used to be so hot but how beautiful of what we've been through and how can we love every part of ourselves now is what do you share with people to help them you know be comfortable in their own skin and have this self-acceptance like because it's not like oh self-acceptance now I feel that um my belly rolls are just sexy now <laughs> like it's a it's a process so yeah, what a, um process. what are some things that help you and your clients well, for starters, come to a naked yoga workshop. <laughs> like, Absolutely. book it in. Don't even think about it. Just book it in. Um, so spend more time naked. I mm -hmm. do a lot of mirror work, so looking at yourself in the mirror. For some people, though, that's pretty full on to begin mm -hmm. with. So um, what I usually do is kind of ask people, okay, can you accept it? 
yes or no. If it's yes, great, then you can go on the journey and I can take you on that. If you, can, if you can't accept it, can you change it? Like asking mm-hmm. someone, can you actually change what, what is this thing that you really hung up on? Like, yeah, we can go get cosmetic surgery. It's so accessible these days, especially with the Kardashians sort of really, mm-hmm. you know, like, normalizing, yeah, Botox mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Sure, but I know a lot of women who've had stuff done to their bodies um, who, because they didn't do the inner work first, Mm. you can change anything on the exterior. But like over time and after even a few weeks, months, years, you're actually still, you still look at yourself in the mirror and you still feel the same way. So actually doing the inner work and the inner work is literally like for some women, for example, I'll, I'll get a lot of women who've had, Uh, children come to my workshops and it's like literally one of the most healing things is actually looking around the circle full of naked women and seeing what I'm going to say real women but when I say real women I mean you know short tall skinny you know rounder um, oh my god like what all women look like right Mm. and even really really skinny girls in there with no boobs you know they have their own hang-ups as well like it's just because you're skinny doesn't mean you don't have yeah, body this is issues not alone yeah. no and so that in itself seeing more women naked and, and it makes you feel better about yourself because you're like okay mm. we all have things right mm. but if you can't come to a naked yoga workshop um you know choosing who you follow on instagram I had a session with a woman who was used to be a size six. She's a six, size 16 now. And I was just getting her to fucking like seriously pull apart her whole, like her, what she sees on the phone every day. So everyone she follows that doesn't make you feel good, unfollow them, follow accounts that are, you know, pro um, all different shapes and sizes, like show what real all women look like. Um, so choosing who you, what you consume every day is very, very important, both you know, on the phone and um, on social media and also like what you're putting into your body. I find a lot of women Mm -hmm. change after coming to a naked yoga workshop, they change a lot of things actually. It's pretty Mm -hmm. radical. They might change. Share some of the testimonials and what you've seen. I've I've got friends that now are your ambassadors doing this self-love, self-confidence work, empowering other women that they're worthy and they're enough and they're lovable in their own skin. So You've definitely. So what are some oh, of the things that. Um, um, uh, one woman came, this is back my, one of my, one of my first workshops. She was really hitting the gym hard, like pushing her body to the nth degree. And when she came to the new yoga workshop, she was shredded, like just skin and muscle and bone. Um, hardly any body fat and after the workshop she was like you know I'm not going to the gym out of self-love I'm going to like just whip myself yep and she said after the workshop I mean she ended up putting five to ten kilos on but she learned to love her body and just like just slow down a little bit like pushing and pushing and pushing Mm -hmm. is actually very very masculine and for women that's not always a good thing you know we need to follow the cycle of of our month you know Mm. we have literally four seasons within one month 
Um, oh my God, we're going to talk for hours. I've already uh, warned the next speaker that we're running a little bit late because <laughs> um, this is actually really important to talk to as well. Um, you know, with like um, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm somebody that uh, I don't, yeah, I like to create magic and I don't, I wouldn't say that, yeah. Uh, whatever you want to call it I've got a big to-do list like I'm on a mission Mm. so slowing down and allowing so for example I'm there's no problem um I had a nap this morning because I was tired but when you are on a mission and it's like nah I've got this summer in a few days I can't not your body tells you to listen and to slow down you know when it is your menstrual cycle that's your body going rest no excuse the yeah so listening to our body is so important for that I literally love that absolutely you know and I I feel like I'm very masculine at different points in my cycle and I do thrash myself a little bit um but I also make sure I slow down and this is this whole movement I've created um look up the hashtag sensual eating is all about Mm. like finding moments in your day where you can just slow the fuck down mm. and like when whatever you're eating like eat it slower like mm. chew it slower taste it more close your eyes actually be in the full Pleasure. intimate experience of and it doesn't have to be a sexual experience at all it's like in what you're eating even like what you choose to wear like this feels really nice on my skin today and like just breathing slower and deeper can make you feel more sensual you know it doesn't have to be typical sensual stuff Mm, beautiful um and what is you know because we're not going to be able to um go into everything here like with our cycle um it's really important because it uh, affects our hormones which it affects our fertility later in life and everything as well. Um, what are some resources or books or something that people can learn more about um, being with their cycle? And Oh, man. I, it, there's, it's not so much a book or it's not. Like no, she has made a book. Her name's Claire Baker mm-hmm. um, and she has an incredible website, um, an ebook, and course called Adore Your Cycle. Mm. so she's phenomenal and she's got a book launching in may i think something about your period it's called something period yeah um nadine lee's work tantric alchemy she is all about menstruation magic um i think it's just important for women to know that they you know where they are in this like track their cycle for starters like have an app that you track your cycle um look at what birth control and contraception you're using it's your mood yeah yeah look at your birth control make sure it's because a lot of women um if they're on the pill or an iud actually it's affecting their hormones their sex drive their libido pheromones yeah all that stuff so really kind of overhaul that um i have a instagram highlight on my feed that people can go and have a look at um so i think it's yeah just really doing your research and tuning into your cycle. And like I said, I love bleeding. I used to hate it. It used to be, like, oh, my God, the worst pain of my life. Mm. Um, now I just I use that time, that three or four days, to just slow down a notch, mm. um, honour my womb and mm. just 
yeah, it's like a, it's a good excuse to like literally just lie horizontal in the sun for a few days. Yeah. Like take that. Yeah. yeah. I um, do like my chocolate around that time, which is uh, a need for magnesium. Um, yeah. And like back in 2005, I graduated naturopathy and I wrote my dissertation thesis on the pill and alternatives because so many people, it's fucks their whole body up, like being on that. So, again, another conversation that we could go into for hours, but we'll just um, fly past that one. Um, Do your research, guys. Don't – and especially also take a break. If you're on the pill, take a break for three months. Let your cycle come back to normal. Go back on it if you choose. Mm. Or, yeah, just be resourceful and educate yourself because there are better ways around things. Mm -hmm. Um, So – with oh, so many things I want to ask you, um, what about I feel in this time, this, you know, we're, we're filming this in a time where the world has slowed down. Mm. Um, I call it the awakening. Some people call it the COVID pandemic. And, you know, if we're single, like, you know, I'll share my own personal experience. I felt a little bit of my feelings of aloneness come up and like, fuck, am I ever going to meet somebody? like imagine being am I going to be stuck at home on my own for ages like what are some things um that you feel help people um you know you know I guess fall more in love with themselves and be ready for an amazing relationship after this um time alone Mm. what is I'm going to show you this So learning to make love to yourself, mm. like actually really like take Not this time. Not just get time. yourself, actually take, take time. Yes, right. So take this time to self-pleasure, like remove the word masturbation. Like mm. it's a lot of sort yeah. of, that's just sort of an older word. Um, mm. self like really have a bath, um, you know, set a meditation, use your yoni egg. Like a lot of women are saying, like, I'm using my yoni egg a lot more during this time and um, it's making me a lot wetter and juicier and my libido's gone through the roof, which is great. So, you know, use that a little bit through the day. And then, um, so, but if you, if you are single, use some toys. Like I, I sell a lot of crystal wands and, and glass pleasure wands mm-hmm. and just sort of explore your edges, explore what you maybe haven't explored before. A lot of women just sort of reach for the vibrator and put it on their clit and away they go. And that's a very, it's not a bad orgasm. There's no such thing as a bad orgasm. Um, and it feels very, I call it like a genital sneeze. Like it's very like. We're going to explore up. all those orgasms too. <laughs> it is. It's this build up of energy and it explodes. It's like, it's, and it comes from, if you think about when you do have a clitoral orgasm, it's very contracted usually. And you're kind of like holding your breath and then it kind of explodes. And then you literally feel like you want to fall asleep. Um, and they can be really fun sometimes. However, like use this time during COVID to actually literally go within, like go Mm -hmm. inside your vagina, find the spots that are maybe lying a little dormant, maybe a little bit sleepy, haven't been awakened. Um, I really believe using like a yoni egg can help to, um, obviously it's a weight, right? So you wear the egg inside you. It's not like a pleasure toy. It helps you muscles yeah it helps your muscles it helps bring a lot more blood flow to the pelvis um, which brings more sensation which creates more lubrication so 
that sort of, although it helps strengthen the pelvic floor muscles, it brings women's awareness out of their head and into their body. Like it's mm-hmm. my way of like really, really feeling embodied in my body and particularly my feminine, part of my feminine body, you know, my power center. And so starting to use the egg and then that starts to awaken these little, you know, more nerve endings um, and more erogenous zones internally. So as when you do go to use something like, this is this one's called the sacred squirter, um, when you're inserting it in, it'll start to, you know, feel more pleasurable rather than numb or pain or just nothing at all. Um, and I really believe in, in not mm. using vibrating toys, like slowing everything down means putting the vibrator away. And I she give a lot of the challenge, like put the vibrator away for one month and try slowing down your self-pleasure, using your breath, circulating, imagining like you're circulating that sexual energy through your body and using the crystal or the glass dildo to press and awaken different um, spaces like the G-spot, like the cervix that maybe, you know, haven't really been activated before. Mm. And that can um, help you have a better love life, sex life when you find your amazing partner to go deeper with. Exactly. Um, and when you know your body, it's a lot easier mm. to be able to tell that to your new lover. It's like, mm. I like it this way. And mm. I, something I love helping women do is connect their throat chakra to their pussy. Mm. yeah so okay. your yoni i always say there's like three centers in our body other obviously there's our chakra system but also um you know we've got our animal our, our base um center yeah we've got our heart center and we've got our head and a lot of times we we spend a lot of time and energy in our head obviously we spend a bit of time in our heart as well you know communicating with friends and family and loved ones and partners and our yoni our pussy at this part of our body gets kind of left behind sometimes and so bringing our awareness down here and, and giving her a voice like so many women can't just say and I was totally one of these oh my god and it's still challenging for me this to this day to even just be like this is what I need and really be able to express and communicate your boundaries your desires your fears your wants your needs like they're all different and it's really important that when we do meet someone that we want to be with, that you can communicate your sexuality, your sexual needs, your pussy, your yoni, her, her desires to your partner. But first, I think it's really important to be able to know them yourself. And so just treat yourself like your own lover. This is something mm. that I feel like young girls should be taught as young it's girls. part of self-love. It? Mm. it is part of self-love. Learning self-pleasuring is self-love in action. Mm. There's nothing shameful. And I think it's, it's what I love about my work is, yeah, oh, get women together. They all talk about it. Yeah. I've talked about your um, yoni eggs and toys at retreats and all the women are, like, so excited. <laughs> yeah, and I always have a yoni egg circle in the middle of, like, an altar in the middle of the um, my workshops because most women, after a naked yoga workshop, after having such a powerful experience, they want to delve deeper into their mm-hmm. sexuality because it's often something that's not talked about by our parents, not spoken you know, about in schools, any institution really. Like we, this is why my work and all the other sexuality educators out there is so freaking important because we have not been educated about how to touch ourselves, how to express our boundaries, how to have, feel pleasure. Mm. It's just been hush, hushed 
And and this is part of leadership, which is self-responsibility. Take your power back. Don't wait on anybody outside of you to do it for you. Like if you want your needs met, you get to be the first to do that. Yeah. And give yourself permission to have some fun and get to know yourself better. Yeah, and that's sexual empowerment. Mm, love it's it. Part of being a woman and a man, you know, men need to do it too. Um, can you talk to, um, again, throat chakra, but communicating with, like, your partner, your needs and desires and stuff, is there any tricks to this to make it um, more effective? Or First things first, don't do it in the bedroom. Uh, usually if yeah. you're trying to talk about your sexual needs, wants, desires, um, while you're kind of in the heat of it, it can end a bit messy. So finding a space where you can both sit down. I often talk about the talking stick. Have you heard of that? It's yes. Just one of you holding, because it, it, it's really nerve-wracking to even speak about your sexual kind of whatever you want to get off your mm. chest. It's like you've never even spoken about it too much. So mm. holding a, a talking stick and letting your partner just witness you, letting your partner hold space no interrupting um mm -hmm. like really like setting a timer even mm -hmm. you can create as much structure as little structure around it as, as you want but sitting there and just being because the more you have permission to just mm. express and, heard and yep, mm -hmm. and the more that comes mm -hmm. out and out and out and what the magic of the talking stick is whoever's talking is the one only one talking you know that that's like you've got the talk that you've got the power um, mm -hmm. and the other person almost has time to process what you're saying without interjecting and like interrupting and being like, well, what about this? And what about this? Where, and then you switch turns and switch it around and then your partner's able to fully express. Um, and I think always keeping things in the eye, like this is what I need. And this is mm. you know, rather than pointing the thing. I think we get a bit like you're doing it wrong. Da, 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 da. Like even, <laughs> I'll give myself my own example. Like recently um, I wasn't communicating my sexual needs to my partner and I would just do this little subtle thing. Um, and then she didn't pick up on my subtle cue. And, and then I got grumpy and rolled over and she was like, what's going on? You know, what you, do you want to talk about something? And then I kind of just went, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, babe, you've never told me that, that that's what that subtle cue means. And I was like, oh, my God, I'd never, I just assumed she would just pick up on my subtle cue. Mm. And let's just say, you're not being, like, be crystal fucking clear with mm. your partner, with what you want, because they're not mind readers. Yeah. And as long as you, you keep, you know, take responsibility for yourself and share from the I statement, you know, you can't really go wrong. Mm. Especially when you ask for, yeah, for what, what you really truly need um yeah it's a big one it is a big one and uh, this is also in all areas of our life clear communication means confirming that you were understood and you're on the same page not just I said it and they should get it because it's easy for us to use our filters to see things differently and also um we've talked about this a lot throughout these interviews but it's we are meaning making machines like we choose what we give meaning to so even and also I would say as well good sex for one person might not be good sex for the other person like you can be you know everybody's different their needs and desires so don't take anything personally um you know 
you get to co-create the incredible experience that you desire. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what about um, hmm, um, using our sexual energy for creativity? And, like, I've heard this um, as well about, you know, improving your sex life increases your abundance and being able to receive more and mm. is there have you um got any insights on these things yes yes I do so I when I moved to Perth and I moved into this beach shack I also <laughs> went into this I had a nest egg I had about five thousand dollars um that I'd sort of came over with and that was my you know getting started kind of um, mm-hmm. little egg and I ended up going into this business that was called like a sister abundance circle or something and I had to give five thousand dollars you've probably heard of it and and so I, I literally gave my last five thousand dollars away to be in this sister circle abundance circle thing and it was in wow. hindsight looking back I'm like I can't believe I actually did that but I had so much trust and so much like I really believed um, and I loved the women in the circle. Um, anyway, I ended up losing it all because it all went belly up and, you know, and my partner at the time was like, I told you so, yada, yada, yada. And, and I was like, okay, well, I've literally got nothing now. Um, you know what I'm going to start to do? I'm going to start to see the abundance all around me. And I would just like, I was just every, like, whether it was a flower, a bush, a flower bush and just seeing this abundance of flowers. Um, I would just every, every single day, my whole affirmation was like, there is so much to go around. There's more than enough. Um, I had a cafe job and I was like, you know, earning a hundred or fifty dollars a week, literally to pay rent. And then I started using the Yoni egg and I started to really work with my sexual energy, my sacral energy. And I went really, really deep into Tantra and pleasure, you know, awakening my pleasure, mm-hmm. awakening my G spot, awakening everything. And it was pretty magical what happened because you know how they say, if you're not birthing a baby, if you're not creating a baby, what, what are you creating? It's that same mm. essence. It's that same energy um, mm. in your womb space. Your womb, womb space is literally the source of creation. That's what the word yoni actually means is source of creation um, and sacred, sacred space, sacred temple. And so the more I acted, so along with looking at around me and just seeing abundance was fucking everywhere. I couldn't believe it. Um, more and the more I started really activating my womb space, my yoni, using the yoni egg, having lots of amazing tantric sex, you know, um, using the yoni egg daily. It's I can't I, like literally that those. That's when the two businesses that are now seven figure businesses mm. literally were birthed in that moment when I had no money, just belief, self belief, and just love and pleasure. Like right, that's how I created Yoni Pleasure Palace. And naked mm-hmm. awakening from just using that sexual energy to, to birth mm-hmm. my businesses. I love it. I love it. And it's, you know, being open to receiving like that base chakra, apparently, I'm not an expert at these things, but I've, you know, done a little bit of research. You know, that's like receiving and like safety and everything. So, you know, if you're held in relationship and being, um, loved on and everything receiving it allows you to open up and um yeah have more creative flow and call in more abundance and 
think you it was really important that you shared that like abundance is not just money in your bank mm-hmm. our abundance we're healthy you know like when you get that when you start seeing that you are abundance and it's all around you it, you start to shift into that appreciation which is the manifestation energy so absolutely and you know i just come from working five days a week you know long 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 hours in my masculine doing 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 like hustling hard to really slow pace of life and and that's that receptivity so I was just penetrating everywhere (laughs) like Mm. and I was looked a lot different even and then when I shifted gears and I moved over to Perth and I, I changed my whole energy that's when I became more receptive when I came into my feminine energy Mm. can you talk to us a bit about feminine flow like you know in the being more and allowing ourselves instead of just having the rigid rules of do 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 yeah I think it's just noticing if you are pushing and striving and constantly you know with to-do lists that Mm. for me that's what masculine in my life looks like is just Mm. a busy day really yeah day a big to-do list and lots trying to shove as much in as I can and not putting myself first so for me now I will walk every day Mm. and not even for the purpose of exercise like for the Mm. purpose of walking and getting fresh air and being around trees and like literally taking my puppy for a beautiful walk um water is very feminine you know Mm. water is the sacral chakra so surrounding yourself with more bodies of water drinking more water, um, you know, touching yourself, like getting into, for me, feminine, mm. it's not just soft and like moving your body, flowy. it's just the feminine strong and fierce as well, right? Like think of a fierce mother, like it's, you know, she can be um, ruthless as well. But like that feminine flow, if, if you were really wanting to tap into more of that, like take your fucking bra off, you know, mm. um, let your hair out. Like That's the know, best thing about working from home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and just turn your phone off, close your laptop and mm. like actually sit in front of the mirror. Get, you know, I've got massage oil and like balms all like literally all over the house and I'll just massage Love my it. breasts every day. Mass- I did a womb massage video in my membership group today. Like it's just like getting into your senses. Think about your five senses mm. and like really feed feed them, give them lots of attention and love. I love it. Um, I am going to uh, go to your business now. So you just shared you have some very successful businesses, like it, and it's not you know easy and overnight. But you've been able to travel, like we said, to to um, booked out nude yoga workshops. You, I've seen you at events selling, like fuckloads of crystal dildos and yonis to old women young women um and you know you also yeah we'll start there like how Mm. was it building this successful business from scratch because like come on we always got to smash through these glass ceilings to be able to hold this you know having a team and then we'll talk about your successful um personal brand and social Mm. media and stuff because I feel this actually helps everybody listening as well we're in a time where people are being resourceful and creative and getting in touch with what they want to create and giving themselves permission to take that risk, have that courage to bring their vision to life. And you've done that. So you've got lots of 
magic to share yeah. whatever feels good oh you know what it's just so that I created the two things that I was loving to do at the time in 2013 um before in, it got a bit more popular and well it was very no one knew about yeah. a yoni egg back then and no one was doing naked yoga like mm. I think I've always been a lot of people will say oh I can't come to your classes I can't do this I don't have confidence I didn't have any confidence but I had courage you don't yes. need confidence you don't need it like fuck off confidence you need yes tiny pinch of courage and not giving a shit what other people think of you and go for it like That's how do you think my parents reacted when I said mom dad I'm quitting my corporate job and I'm going to sell crystal dildos and teach naked yoga like they were mortified and they just but uh, you know it took a while for them to come around but I just knew like I knew in my heart and it, this worked for me and if something's worked for you it's going to work for other people it might be a small niche like what I'm doing I guess is I would call it niche but you know, it's a seven-figure business now, so it can't mm-hmm. be that niche. Um, so I guess, you know, at the start, it all started, like, literally in my bedroom. Like, I would just package up crystals and, like, send it out and, you know, do these runs to the post office. And it got to the point in 2016 where I burnt out and um, it broke up my relationship and it was just a mess. Um, you know, my hands, I couldn't even, like, type on my laptop. My hands were so sore because we just we literally orders launched overnight and it boomed it just has boomed ever since and I think I was just I didn't want to hire anyone I didn't want to outsource mm. I wanted to do it all myself I was very controlling um I couldn't no one could do it better than me and I knew how to do everything and I can relate to that yeah can you guys relate to that write a fuck yes in the comments like hello I know a lot of women that are like control and it's hard to delegate to a team because, but that's the greatest growth, isn't it? Like we want to be working on the, on the business, not in the business, you know, like have a bit of freedom and flexibility where you're in your genius, actually in the coaching creative space, doing your events. And then that's all systemized. Well, yeah, exactly. What I found was my passion for the business was going down the drain. Like I hated waking up every morning and seeing orders. I'm like, oh my God, I can't look at it. I can't even do it. Um, like it, 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 don't let yourself get to the point where you're burnt out. Like I couldn't get out of bed. Like my hands were so, I had severe RSI from like, like hustling and, and, but also just packaging and, you know, even just sending emails about tracking numbers and things getting lost. It was just a mess. And I'm not actually good at that. Like that's not yeah. my strength. Like I wasn't playing to my strengths at all. My, my strength is like inspiring people and getting the message out there. And even now, like if my staff asked me to go in and, and like do something that I, I, you know, someone else could do, I'm like, listen, I actually, I'm, I'm busy doing, it's all on the phone, you know, it's all on social media. That's my job. And that's what I'm really good at. Um, and you so just- are good at being your fully expressed self, which is vulnerable and builds connection and all the women fucking celebrate it. Thank so you. Thank you. That's a really important thing, though, to share because you do have a big following. But that, you know, we had a millionaire, multimillionaire sales man from Dubai on earlier today. And he also said, The thing I love about you, because you're, you're authentic, you own when you're a mess and you're fucking broke and don't know what you're doing, as well as like when you're, you know, this is what people honor. Keep it real. So um, I know we're still talking um, business, but can you talk to that as well? Like being 
like your personal brand is not some like little pretty perfect oh. there's lots of really beautiful pictures in a in a brand but the realness is you know the insta stories and you talk about your days where things aren't all a fuck yeah yes. well and i'm such a cool. cyclical we all are such cyclical mm-hmm. beings and i think it's just showing up on social media whether you're good or bad you know like not and there's no good or bad but like when whether whatever you're feeling and actually if you are feeling a bit shit and you are feeling a bit down sharing that and I find that that builds I always say to my my students in my workshops vulnerability is contagious like when you are vulnerable courage is contagious too yeah when you're vulnerable it's like this domino effect happens like it's this ripple effect like okay she can be vulnerable I can do it too and you know that I find that that happens. Just you, we've all got this platform to just share and be vulnerable. Like, don't show just mm. the shiny, happy mm. days. Like, actually, yeah, that's I've always shown my breakup. I've always like never like kind of just dusted over things. Like, it's I'm very real and raw, and I think that's what my um, connection people mm. like to see. Yeah. Mm realness love it um give ourselves permission um you know that's leading by example as well when we share that gives other people permission to feel as well to like be open and held and let go of this shame and these stories and you know and usually that's when the magic can happen right where you actually realize that people love that shit and you actually yeah Lots of good yeah, when you should share something deep and, mm, and maybe a bit, even a bit dark sometimes, mm. it allows that person to to feel it as well. And maybe mm. they, like often in my coaching sessions, I will share personal shit because mm. if I say, oh, yeah, I did that when I was a kid too, they're like, oh, thank yeah. you so much for sharing that. Now I don't hold that friggin' shame that I've held mm. for 20 years just because mm. you – and it, I hear it a lot because you're not alone being You've validated that thing that you that happened uh, you know it, it released that shame in an instant it's that connection mm. and, yeah. yeah being held and witnessed um <coughs> anything more that um i think we could have this conversation all night um you know like back again to like you know, truly being love with our body and then because we have to have acceptance to then create the change and stuff as well. So, like, um, loving our body as we are but still then making healthier choices, like, with our emotional eating and fitness and things like that as well. Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I think when you start to accept yourself, you start to love when you start to love yourself more yeah you do start to make better choices for yourself mm. but you're also more gentle on yourself if you don't mm. like compassion this covid thing i've put on like five kilos and i initially it was like oh you know wow um but now it's like bringing compassion mm. like it's okay like don't be so hard on Stress yourself hormones like, cortisol I, yeah like I've been enjoying the chocolate and I've been enjoying lots of yummy rich meals and like you know not I'm not going to the hot yoga every week kind of thing and I think it's learning how to just like it's not about letting yourself go it's just about having self-compassion 
it's the guilt, often it's the guilt of eating the brownie that actually, you know, makes you feel worse than actual eating the brownie or whatever it is, you know. Mm. I, I remember years ago I was thrashing myself at the gym and I was putting on weight. So weight and, and you know, is often a, a bit of a state of mind, like how you feel on the inside actually um, mm. and what's going on in your life. Often, you know, you might put on weight from protecting yourself. Mm, yes. Um, but the minute you start to accept it and um, and learn to love yourself more, and, then, and it actually you know, is portrayed in your bedroom too. The more you love your body, the more you're going to start to open up in the bedroom with your partner. A lot mm. of people who are insecure in their body, um, you know, because your partner's actually not looking at the angle of your breast or the angle of your belly here and like they don't give a shit. They want to see you in pleasure. You know, so keeping the lights on, like actually really like letting yourself be exposed, letting yourself be raw, um, obviously doing the inner work and that, you know, doing, looking at yourself in the mirror. So you start to be able to feel more comfortable with your partner or with your lovers or whatever your situation is. Mm. The more, the better the body image relationship you have, the better your sex life is, hands down. Amen. Definitely. And I don't think like you just make it either. It's like that daily connection and love and um that builds the confidence muscle and the trust muscle that you can handle everything well, that's that like what in. i just said i just put on five kilos this past couple of months and i it's what i'm using that at the moment i'm using that what's well, all this work i've done you know like just be with it it's mm. cool i don't need to change it i don't need to fix it it's all good um, so before we go, can we talk a little bit about sex and orgasms? Like what are some of the things that come up for your clients and stuff? Like, um, I mean, I guess we kind of talked about it, like I guess getting to know yourself, self-pleasure and stuff as well and communication. But is there anything else that maybe we should, we could learn from you? You know what? I find that a lot of the people that I'm speaking to at the moment um, have been in relationships for quite a number of years and they mm. find that their libido's dropped off or they're not finding their attraction. They still love it's their normal. Partner. Like they're like, yeah, the honeymoon yeah. period's over. Yeah. But I don't believe just because the honeymoon period ends that your sex life has to end too, you know. Mm. Um, however, often if that does happen, it's because there's stuff underneath the surface that women haven't dealt with. So, for example, a few weeks ago, a girl in a loving relationship with a guy been together for three years, but the sex life has been actually it coincided with her coming off the pill. She started to feel more. So mm. the past 18 months, she'd started to feel a lot more and she had no libido, nothing compared to being on the pill. It kind of masked it. And so came off the pill, had no libido, actually hadn't dealt with a sexual trauma from mm. three years ago. Mm. And so that was actually starting to be displayed in the relationship in this, in the bedroom. And she'd never mentioned it to him. She'd never like, you know, done the real work around it. And so that's part, that's something that I'm doing with her. And when we start to clear, release, let go of sexual trauma, mm. that's when we're set free. You know, when we, it's, it's out of our body and it often it lives in our body. Everything, you know, emotions are energy emotion. Often we squish them down. We don't express them and they get squished and often they get squished down into our womb, into our yoni. And that causes pain, dis-ease, numbness, disconnection, no, no libido. So yeah. I'm not saying that everyone has sexual trauma. I mean, I feel like actually I do. Most people do. Most people yeah. have some They're form just of soft not. or hard mm. sexual trauma. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, and it might not be that at all. I have a lot of people that I've spoken to. I've been to Preston Smiles workshops and everybody there has had some kind of, um, you know, past experience that is a little bit traumatic and there's no measure of trauma. Yeah. No, exactly. And so I think it's actually having the courage to face that and to... And the I Am movement or the Me Too movement, remember? Like bringing that awareness out, like... And shame loves shadows. Like, and even, um, you know, some of our friends have talked about STDs before. Like, I've got lots of friends with STDs and, like, the biggest thing is that it's a secret. Mm. When you share it and it's human and normalise it, you're set free. Um, and yeah, yeah. I remember we, I used to go to these retreats all over the world and the first thing would be, to get into the circle and share what you want, don't want anyone to know about you. Hmm. And then you're, you're fucking shitting yourself and then you're set free. And then that is the gold that connects you with everybody else to have real conversations throughout the whole time. Cause a lot of people have debt and they think it's bad. Um, a lot of people have, you know, some not so pretty stories and then you share it and they're like, that can build a, conversation and like compassion and empathy and to know that you're not alone this is one of the biggest things and that's what affects people's mental health no one will ever love me if they know and this is why your work that you're doing is so important to talk about the elephant in the room oh yeah yeah Uh all of that yes to all of that um and I think doing that with your partner just coming out with it and having like really having a such open, clear communication with your partner about that stuff. Um, and there's lots of other, I mean, and we not, could go on. And not that. judging as well, you know, just because it probably is, can be a shock to people and stuff as well. I used to, I remember, anyway, we won't, we don't need to bring up these stories. I had friends that had it and I think I was more emotionally traumatized because I loved them so much. But then I learned that it's common and it's not that big a deal. It doesn't, like, my friends have kids and everything and everything's all normal, like, with every, like, literally so many different um, STDs and stuff. So that's, like, really cool to know even. Like, it doesn't, you know, it's, like, the partners don't have it. Like, it's all good. So, yeah, um, that happened to me as well. I was with a partner who had, and literally on our first date, he said, I have herpes. And I was like, okay, that it, it literally didn't change my mind in the slightest. And we had unprotected sex the whole time. I never, ever had a, contracted it. So it's like, mm-hmm. especially when you're holding, like when you're open about it and mm-hmm. you don't bring the energy, like we never had like, oh my God, is something going to happen? Like, it, I know it probably sounds reckless, but we were together for many years. And, you know, there was just, I think because we didn't ever bring attention or awareness to it, it's like it almost like protected us, was, mm. you know. So definitely practice safe sex, but in a loving relationship, you can have, yeah. you know, openness and yeah, all this um, let go of um, I think judgment and all the rest of it. I and, think there's yeah. way too much judgment, particularly around herpes and. One of my friends, Beck Antonucci, speaks mm. openly about it. She has mm. lots and lots of um, videos on her Instagram. And I think it's helped so many women. It has. Yeah. you know, sexual health around that. 
And that is it all comes back to speak your truth and you're set free because you're not alone and everybody connects. So like, that's a really um, powerful message for people as well. Um, I am going to uh, let you go back to what you're doing, you beautiful soul. Thank you so much for being here. Before we go, is there any message you would love our courageous leaders to remember right now? Like anything that you feels on your heart that you want to share? Mm, all you need is a, a tiny pinch of courage and just go and start it go do it do one thing every day that moves you towards your dream you know one tiny little thing and follow like I said follow the the clues follow the hints follow the the crumbs from the universe and you know it's not about this grand destination at the end it's actually the, the journey that I took to get to this place where I'm at you know that was actually that's just as important as a destination so yeah. like keeping the destination in in sight but also not attached to that. Like if I'd stayed super attached to that, I probably would never have birthed Yoni Pleasure Palace and Naked Awakening. Mm-hmm. Like just because mm-hmm. I would have been, oh, I've got to go do the university degree. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, be flexible within that as well. Beautiful. Love yeah. it. Thank you so much. You were darling. So I will leave your socials in the comments when I turn this into a podcast and in our summit group. Um, and I'll leave your website and everything, but it's rosyreese.com. Yep. And yoniplasurepalace.com. Yep. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have an amazing evening. Sending lots of love. Thanks, honey. See you guys. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of the Courageous Leaders Podcast. I would love you to subscribe and leave an honest review on Apple Podcasts. This allows us to inspire and impact more people. If you'd also love to stay connected and see our upcoming events and the show notes, please go to carolynzanetti.com. Thank you so much.